Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And welcome once again to the H&J Daily, some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. We spoke to a Guinness World Record holder. Um, with uh, American Sports Links. Oh, yeah. Yeah? That's right. You'll hear from him. Um, We also uh, chatted to a goal-scoring keeper. We all love them. Yeah, good goal. Up in uh, Scottish uh, League 2. And we had a bit of a chat about various things. You got involved in some areas. Yeah. um, Around uh, Russia's World Cup team and uh, a Bristol City goalkeeping coach. So, here it all is. Good afternoon, Paul. And uh, I very much enjoyed last night's game, even though it was absolutely terrible. Yeah, well, they are. It was terrible, wasn't it? Well, it was a terrible game all round. Mm. I was was on a Schadenfreude winner. I wanted them both to lose. Right, Okay. So, But Arsenal had the quality and they deserved to win a very Mm. strange game. I mean, 60 minutes, West Ham were on top without being particularly good. Yeah. Arsenal were embarrassing. They were so poor, weren't they? I love Ozil. They're Mm. so funny. He's 3-1 up, he's suddenly sprinting. Yeah. Oh, go away, really. You're right. It's the last player you'd ever want in your team would be him. Yeah. I know he's got skills and all that, and he's won a World Cup, and he, he, can, he can put show that to me and say, well, that's what I've got, but not for me. The um, If it was confidence that's been the issue, that, that could be a bit of a turning point, as we'll discover when they play City at the weekend, but mm. confidence was a problem. That's why they were so flat. They got good players, they just weren't playing with any confidence. No, so suddenly that, that winning happens, 3-1 yeah. and yeah. Pepe scoring and getting the yeah, assist. Yeah, nice goal from Pepe. Yeah, it was. I thought he I played mean, well, actually. They're trying ideally, to show him, him inside. That sounds like a good oh, yeah. idea, doesn't it? Well, the game changed on Cresswell, really, going off. I mean, there were two... Left backs got injured last night, and Tierney was a shame because you've yeah. hardly seen him. And I, I know from my Celtic friends, they really rate him. But uh, Kalasinac set up the goal, whereas Matsuaku basically showed Pepe inside. Do go, do come this way, yeah, Mr. Pepe. You. Yeah. And please put the ball in the net. It was ridiculous. But uh, yeah, so it'd be a very interesting game now, the one against City, because they'd have a little bit more swagger about them, you would think. Yeah. At, at home, that you, can't, you can't see it. I mean, I City can't. are a bit rocky at the moment yeah, as well. They've that, got more injuries. Look, they, injured, look, they'll raise their game, of course they will, against City, but I just think I suddenly that quite fancy is so poor. I suddenly quite fancy him against City, which I wouldn't have done oh, no after 59 minutes no, last look, night. City had a bit of a setback on Saturday. They've been playing a very, very good inform United team. I mean, City took Burnley apart about three days earlier, didn't yeah. they? So. I, I, you know, I, I think. Uh, well, we'll wait and see. But we'll see. I, yeah. Paul's panel on Friday. 
Absolutely. Martin will be going four all to try and claw back the points. It was interesting that Freddie Lundberg left out uh, Louise and Gwendouzi. He's obviously mm. a bit jealous of the old hair. It's probably what it was, yeah, oh, yeah. Bit, whereas Unai Emery had a... Thing, but I was saying to Did you see the West Ham PA announcer um, got the wrong player when I think it was when Gwendouzi mm. came on he said here he comes David oh, Luiz yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> went on the hair not on the number <laughs> um, but it's uh, what was I about to say I was speaking to Robbie about something we were talking about it was oh. only about 30 seconds ago no, no, you, you I was about to make the point and I can't even remember now ok you made another point but never mind oh, I do apologise uh, no no it's, it's fine it's <clears> absolutely fine it'll come back to you it was, yeah. was Arsenal related was it it was yeah, yeah. exactly so uh, yeah that's it from last night, really. I mean, except in Mike Dean's first game <coughs> since 2005. So his first at London Stadium. That's incredible, really. His it? first West Ham game since then. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, it was his first West Ham home game since 2005. Really? Oh, no, it was his first West Ham Arsenal game, wasn't it? That's <laughs> what it was. I knew I got that wrong. It's a fact with Andy Jacobs. No, no, a new it's feature. Wrong. It's half it's a fact. It's wrong. That would be great. <laughs> One for all you stats. Tell you what, People who like stats but not that much. Andy Jacobs, it's nearly a fact. <laughs> no, don't do that. The game got a goal it deserved. A yeah. really terrible one. And uh, I know they all count, but it was no thanks to Kevin Friend. How many times did he need to see that goal to see that he didn't handball it? Yeah, yeah. You can see he clearly headed it in. I mean, what are you looking at? Mm. And if you can't, if you need to take that long, just give it a goal, really, honestly. I thought oh, it was poor. They shouldn't be taking that long. I don't think. You see the photos of Kanye West today in the papers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Painted silver and wearing a silver outfit. And uh, For a bloke with so much money, I mean, looking at the quite yeah. low production values, aren't they? It looks like they're putting on like a yeah. local church hall panto or something. He painted himself silver and wore a baggy metallic, metallic outfit to yeah. match uh, his new production of an opera called Mary. But it wasn't actually what it really was, because I know Kanye quite well. Oh, it's yeah. actually his tribute to ex-Port Vale star Martin Foyle. Is that is that what it is? It called foil? foil. Exclamation mark! Yeah, it's big in Burslem. That thing, yeah. It, 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 yeah, it was on in Burslem for about three months. And I'm intrigued by what name Russia could play at uh, play as under at the 2022 World Cup. Yeah, because they can't be Russia. But they should we be... try and get the listeners to come up well, with I've a name? With, I, I quite like Atletico Putin. I think that's got quite a ring to it. Yeah. Or Neil Lenin's All Stars. I was, yeah, okay, like go that. on then. So if Russia are going to go to the World Cup, what what should they be called? If you've got any suggestions, talksport.com, text 81089 or tweet to TSH&J. And I was reading the preview for tonight's uh, big game at Stamford Bridge. It's a big game, this, uh, for Chelsea. Mm. And honestly, uh, <laughs> it was a brilliant preview. Here it is. Where is it? It says, oh, it says here, Chelsea have lost three of their last four Premier League home games, no, Premier League games, and have not won a home Champions League tie in more than two years. It's a bit harsh. We weren't even in it last year. <laughs> say, well, it's true, though. You can say it? they've only lost one in two years. It's <laughs> That's ridiculous. Yeah. They've, they've basically played two games in the last two years, mm. one of which they it's should not wrong, have wrong, though, drawn. is it, as a fact, unlike the one you gave us earlier on, well, that's that probably, Mike Dean. Yeah, Mike Dean, that's not right. That is <laughs> wrong, actually. Still, what can you do? Mm. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. Andy, you're quite keen. We were just chatting earlier on, uh, looking at Carl's book, his work with the Wolves goalkeeping coach, Pat Mountain. I yeah, think now Pat, at Bristol former City, I think. Welsh, uh, former professional footballer now at Bristol mm. City. And you thought if, if, if the goalkeeping coaching, if he decides to diversify, you, you see a future in... In TV, yeah, for, I think, uh, uh, for yeah. Pat Mountain. Well, I had a not not the one from, uh, not the interim UKIP leader, of course. We mean the goalkeeping coach. Yeah. Well, for me, there's only one Pat Mountain. Well, that's, uh, that's the song you often sing, isn't it? <laughs> well, yeah. Did, yeah. So what, what, you've got some TV well, formats? Well, two for me. Uh, climb Every Mountain. That's what where it? you go around piggybacking all his, uh, give me a piggyback ride to all his family. That's not much of a format, no. is it? 
I think this one could be worth it. Mountain Dew. Uh, Pat and I reminisce, examine my East End roots. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Uh, well, I was asked like, you could spell it different. Mountain Dew would be the idea where he goes around, he's a debt collector. What about Go Tell It to the Mountain, a kind of confessional type mm. show? Yeah, that would work. Go on then. Talksport.com, text 81089 tweet TSH and J. I shocked you with that one, didn't I? <laughs> did a little bit. Yeah, wasn't quite ready for that. So, um, we're going to turn now to American sports, uh, but a Brit uh, who decided to go on an epic quest uh, in the world of American football uh, spent £20,000 and set a new world record by watching a match in all 31 NFL stadiums mm. in just 84 days. Uh, Jacob Barner joins us. Good afternoon, Jacob. Hi, thanks for having me. Well, it's, it, it, what a what a fantastic thing to do. I mean, where did the idea first come from? I think I came up with it about a year ago. There is a load of stadiums I've always wanted to go see, and the list was starting to get quite long as I learned more and more about them. And I went over last year just for one game, and I was kind of blown away by the spectacle of it. And I'd been to the games over here at London, at the Wembley, and and that but it was just completely different and I started looking up to see if somebody had been to them all because I thought it'd be something to cool to do over my, my lifetime you know maybe mm. go to a couple each year mm. and then I came across the article about the girl who did it in 2015 and she broke the world record and once I saw that that was kind of where the idea came from and and it applied the seed in my mind if you like what was the previous you did 84 days to go to uh, all the stadiums so what, what was the previous record then so the previous record was 86 days 10 hours and 25 minutes and wow. i was exactly 84 days three hours and 24 minutes logistically how did you arrange all this because presumably you know, it's not that easy to get tickets for these games is it no so i spent a long time planning a lot of Ticket Exchange websites, Ticketmaster stuff are both kind of places and deciding kind of where to go when. I had to be wherever the Thursday game was and wherever the Monday game was because they're the only games on that day. So that kind of set 20-odd games straight away where I knew where I had to be. Mm. And then it was about picking the other games that kind of meant I wasn't crisscrossing across the country because obviously the States is such a big country that you don't want to be going, you know, one end to the other is like a six-hour flight. So what was the longest flight you sort of took on between stadiums? I think about six hours. One time I went to San Francisco to Boston overnight, and that was about six hours. Right. Uh, there was a couple other times where I had one that was supposed to be like a four-hour flight, but it ended up being changed from a direct to a connecting flight. So it went from four hours to, and then was delayed. So it ended up being like an 11-hour journey instead. Did you ever nearly miss a game? Did you? Was it like just rocking up just as it started? So... I had some close calls. So for the world record, I had to video the first play and the last play to kind of show that I was there. Mm -hmm. And I had a couple close calls. One was in San Francisco where I were kind of left the tailgate a little bit too late. And I could see the, I could see the countdown on the big screen and I was in the queue to get into the stadium and the countdown was on like eight minutes. And I'm like, oh, no, I'm not going to make it. And we were right at the top of the stadium. So we get in, and you have, we're basically running up these ramps to try and get up to the stadium. There was five of us, and at each level, someone else just sapped it off and just started walking instead. So I didn't have that option oh, no. I had to keep going. And I think I got to the top and could see the field, and I got my phone out just as they kicked it. Uh, it, was, it, was, it was very close, but thankfully I just about got it. When you say we, did, were you, did you have a travelling companion or was it, was it solo but you just picked up some mates along the way? 
Yeah, so I, it was solo, but I had um, a number of friends who came out for like a week or so. So they would come out for a week, do a couple of games, and then go home. And then I had other friends do the same to the point where I think I was maybe on my own for half of it and maybe had people for as much as half of it. Maybe a bit less I had people for. Hmm. But yeah, even my, I mean, my dad came out for a couple of games. Even my mum came out for two games. I don't think she understood what was going on, but she had a good time. <laughs> and you have to have a GPS tracker as well, don't you? So you have to That's let them know exactly, the Guinness yeah. Book of Records, where where you've gone and how you've done it. Yes, that's right, yeah. So they knew, you know, exactly where I kind of said I was. And I also had a form, a Guinness World Records form, that needed to be signed at each game by someone who works for the team to kind of verify I was there. And also, so if they don't believe me for whatever reason, they can kind of contact them and, and, and verify. Now, you must have done <clears throat> Lambeau Field for Green Bay, but they also play. Yeah. At, they did play at Milwaukee County Stadium. That would have been quite tricky for you to have to take that one in as well. Yeah, funnily enough, I did stay in Milwaukee when I went to Green Bay. Funnily enough, it's like two hours south. But no, I just did Lambeau. Yeah, it's uh, it's the the I think the specific record is uh, watching the, all the teams in their home stadiums. So Lambeau, Lambeau counted. It's an, it's a, an incredible stadium. It's got such a such history and. It's right in the middle of this neighbourhood, so you're just walking around like a normal neighbourhood, and then across the streets, this huge eighty thousand seater stadium. So it sounds, like, it sounds a bit like the new Spurs stadium. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, what what was the best and worst then? Would you say best stadium and worst stadium you came across in the NFL? I would say Atlanta, the new one in Atlanta, the final one. That was probably the, the best stadium. I walked in, and you can tell how you can tell that it's like a one point six billion dollar stadium. Mm. The amount of money they've put into it all the facilities, but also it's been built with kind of the fans in mind. So it was the only stadium where the food and drink was like really reasonably priced. You can get a, a beer for like $5 oh. compared to like 15 in LA. Mm. So uh, that was, that was really good. They, they have all local food places and they're not allowed to charge more than they do on the street. than That's they very do good. In the stadium. <clears throat> yeah. So that was really good. The worst, probably FedEx field in Washington, it's uh, it's big, but it's it's quite old, and it was half empty. I mean, they've had such a poor season, and the fans don't really, but aren't really buying in with the owners right now. So, it's it was hard because obviously there wasn't much atmosphere because mm. there was there was no one there really. One point six billion, uh, where you only play eight home games. A season. I know, it's unbelievable <laughs> yeah. how they can make this work financially. Do the Giants and Jets still play in the same stadium? They do, but so, I did go twice. Oh, you went twice. I did oh, go oh, twice. Oh, very, yeah, oh, it's so very I, orthodox. I didn't want to. I didn't want to cheat. Yeah, so uh, they do play in the same stadium, but it's weird. It looks like because they do it completely differently because they're com- different colours, that kind of thing. So a different feel to it each time, which was a bit strange. So twenty grand well spent. What did you? What did you uh, earmark <laughs> that money for in the first place, Jacob? So I saved it originally for a deposit for a house. I'd always said, kind of once I hit around that number. That would be my, my house deposit. And I kind of hit that number around the same time I had this idea. And <laughs> I kind of had a situation on my hands where it was, I can, I can, I can kind of do maybe the, the more sensible thing or I can go do this ridiculous experience. And <laughs> I just kind of thought, what do I want to look back on and think, you know, which, which I did. And I think I made the right choice. Good Brilliant. stuff. Well and, done. Uh, and so w- when were you know definitively that you're in the Guinness Book of Records? Have they said yes or what you oh, got? Yeah. 
it's all been approved, all been verified. So it's now official. Yeah, officially Guinness World Record holder now. Yeah. And do you think it's beatable, your record? If someone could logistically work out, can you, do you think anybody could yeah. shave some time off of it? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's beatable. It all comes down to the schedule. Yeah. So how quickly you can do it essentially depends on these Thursday and Monday nights where there's only one game. Mm. It's how often those are repeated. So, for example, week two Monday night, the Jets were at home. And then week six Monday night, the Jets were at home. So that's a day where you can't go to a new stadium. Right. So if they were all all unique, I believe you could do it in 74. But it's unlikely because they tend to repeat teams like they're in big markets like New York or teams that are, are, are good. They tend to be on these kind of prime time games more often. So it, it is doable. I'm hoping... I keep it for a couple of years at least yeah. before somebody beats it. But okay. if they do, yeah. fair play to them. Throwing down the gun. Is it true, finally, that the NFL have given you a Super Bowl ticket? They have. Oh, yes, that's nice. They have given me Super Bowl tickets. That was insane. Yeah, I got given them at the final game in Atlanta on the sideline by the uh, Falcons CEO. So they're from yeah, both the Falcons and NFL UK. So that was incredible. I wasn't expecting that at all. So Brilliant. Great surprise. So you've got, got enough money to go back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going back. Yeah, somehow. Nice one. Well done, Jacob. Good to talk to you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Jacob Barner there yeah. from uh, up in Leeds. That's who, a uh, British eccentric. They're completely yeah. mad mm. thing to do, really, it, considering it, you could have put a deposit on his house yeah, but it's fairly go. bonkers but yeah, uh, there we are uh, Pat Mountain uh, the Bristol City uh, goalkeeping coach uh, and he wants some TV formats for him Pat recreates iconic scenes from the 80s classic boxing movie in Rocky Mountain says Mark <laughs> Fillmore uh, Bristol City goalkeeping coach Pat uh, takes the reins at one of the biggest goat farms in Wales says Ben the Spurs fan from Fair I mean Mountain Goat <laughs> Mountain Goat yeah. uh, would you watch these shows though boys Is you have to ask yourself it's not well, enough to come I, I would. Got, would you sit and watch that yeah the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. You should beat Lille tonight, though, well, shouldn't look, you? Look, put it this way. They don't beat Lille. They don't deserve to go through, do they? They're no. the bottom of the group. They've only got one point. And that you have to win at least one of your home games to have a chance to mm. go through. So, you know, I'm, I'm optimistic, but, you know, they'll get what they deserve. If they play well, they'll win the game. You've got a bit of, um, you've got a bit of the old corporate experience tonight, I understand. Yes, uh, you're very in the nice. Push seats. Uh, yes, thanks to one of my friends at Chelsea. Yeah, it was, it was good because I forgot to get my tickets, which is a bit stupid, really. I you missed the deadline. Missed the deadline. So uh, he had kindly offered in the past. So I took him up on it. So, yeah, so you I, might I, see Mick the chef who looks after the moose. Well, I think moose will be. He's already texted him and said, "What?" Well, I don't know if it's we in the same area as the moose. I wouldn't think so. I think just, he has a basically. A, I'm a, just going to stare at him. A room eating. with a lot of plastic sheeting around I'm him. Just going to film. They it. just let him get on with it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's his own room. Yeah. Uh, now the Times published uh, sort of some of the new fitness apps and things that you can get mm. uh, online at the moment. I suppose with Christmas coming up, and apparently. Apple have added the Noise app to its Series 5 watch to alert you if somewhere is too noisy. I mean, really, <laughs> use your ears. <laughs> Seriously. That is, who needs that? Nobody needs that, do they? So this is the it. Noise app? Yeah, so you walk, into a, you walk into a place, like, for, for example, tomorrow night when we go to the TalkSport party and it's going to be the usual volume that no-one can actually speak to anybody. Well, you're a man of a certain age, no, Andy. Feel not, free to dance. No, it's nothing to do with it, because I always go around thinking, is this me? Because I go around interviewing all the younger people in the company and say, is this annoying to you too that we can't... Or more like, such is this annoying that you can't really speak to me and I can't such speak a, to you? Such an old man thing no, to do, to go, go around to people and say, are you annoyed? Is this loud? I said, is it, is it loud? I said, is it loud for you? <laughs> 
at a certain point, this is what this is. If I was in charge of the party, yeah, well, you won't be Andy. No, but you? if I was, what would happen? Very is sedate. The affair. early part, there'd be a guy playing the piano in a corner. As we yeah, but it in. would be because it's <laughs> 1957 where you live. <laughs> then there'd be some nice background music, and then up to about half. Magician, eight. we'd like to see a magician. Yes, Come that'd on. be nice around the tables, a table manager, and then up to about and then about nine o'clock. Then whack up the music. All those who want to dance, dance, and all the old people like myself can go home. Okay, that's perfect. <laughs> That's what I'd do. Okay, well, look, you know, it's, it's, it, it, it sadly has not been tailored for you, Andy, so you're just going to have to go with the flow. Stand outside with the smokers and have a chat with them, can't you? I'm not as bad as this bloke, though. Oh, talking of which, oh, yeah. uh, do you see this story? This is a bit of a shocker. From You've got a bit of a squeaky chair today, Andy. I have, actually, look at, yeah. that's not good. Go back again. Let's let the boys... Not great in the studio, is it? Like it's the Mari Celeste. No, no, it's actually Sockley Park. I've just sat on it. <laughs> I think you probably have. Uh, oh, sorry, Sockley. Playing Shield, Sheffield Shield cricket yeah, in the Sydney cricket ground because of all the uh, oh, forest yeah. fires that have been going on. Um, the, some of the players said it was like playing while you were smoking 80 cigarettes. Steve O'Keefe, well, the Aussie would against the light, but also against the... Yeah, yeah it's, it's like a terrible smog over the stadium. They really right. shouldn't have been playing there. No, it's a shocking picture. That anyway, poor. Uh, the NS Sherlock Institute, our favourite uh, oh, August yeah. body, mm. uh, have come up with their latest findings. Darts has been <laughs> deemed to be the booziest sport for fans. No, really? Yeah. It's fantastic, isn't so it? So go and watch the darts. You drink more when you go and watch the darts. Well, you would do, isn't it? It's a pub-based game. It's, yeah. it's more likely, isn't it, really, I would have thought. Mm. More, uh, yeah, sorry. Go on. I was going to say, more bad news for Bournemouth on a serious note. You see David Brooks uh, hoping to get him back at some stage, but he's had another op. Oh, God, I forgot about him. He's not, good, oh, no, he's he? not going to be back till March, they say. It's very harsh. I don't know, you know, it's, it seems... You get one or two injuries or four yeah. or five, but to have 11 players out... That's, that's really... It's, it's tough. I mean, you know, mm. where they are, it's going to be pretty tough, I think, for Bournemouth this year. You know, they always seem they'll to find get, a way to get they'll out They'll get three points on Saturday, don't worry <laughs> about that. They're playing the run-enders. They'll right. be fine. Anything else? Uh, yes. This bloke... Honestly, we'll talk about Christmas spirit. This bloke wrote to the Daily Star this morning about Cliff Richard. Mm. He said, not only should mistletoe and wine be banned, but he had no right to put the Lord's Prayer to the tune of Old Lang Syne. He's rubbish. <laughs> really? Oh, Cliff, he's had quite the career. What about that fellow who's written to the Star? What's he got to back it up <laughs> Absolutely with? nothing. Yeah. That's what I'd say. Yes, anything else? Oh, well, I don't know. Well, really. you've got time, Andy. Look, I think well, I've I've got, got you've time. got some real gold there. I'm sure you have if you dig, <laughs> if you mine deep enough. Uh, what else have we got? Uh, oh yeah, no, that's right. The bloke who Frankie the kid, yes, the kid who discovered the world's largest hula hoop. Did you see it came in a packet? No, I didn't. Well, I've had that story passed me by for some reason. <laughs> well, it's an I'm obviously reading the wrong papers. It, you can see what happened. They're just the the machine that normally cuts the hula hoops into a certain you know degree, yeah. or shape, yeah, as you might like to say, just didn't work. So he just got this one very very long sort of a mutant, yes, exactly. mutant hula hoop. He said he was going to keep it in a box, which I thought was quite, you know... Keep it in a packet, surely, wouldn't well, you? Well, I thought so, but, I mean, you know, I suppose he's going to take it around to the Guinness Book of Records and they're going to go, well, I don't think this really counts, does it? It's a record. <laughs> but they might. He might make it in there. They might, yeah, that's very true. Yeah. So that was the best of what you had there, was it? <laughs> <laughs> that was the gold. He's so horrible. That was, <laughs> honestly, I don't get this with Max. When I work with Max, he's sort of respectful. Is he? Oh, yeah, of course he is. He's very respectful. Blimey. I know. That'll be diminishing returns, though. <laughs> well, the, the more he works The whole with of you. our partnership is diminishing returns, <laughs> me and Max. That's not the point. <laughs> I love the fact he's respectful. What's that like for you? 
Actually quite, I just I think that's quite pleasant. I think no, I think that <laughs> I quite like that, it. that give you a little bit too much confidence. <laughs> and if, if there's no one here, there's no one here to say you absolutely killed that story about the giant hula, then then you're going to keep doing them, aren't you? You're going to keep doing these kinds of stories. I did see and get that Ryland, Ryland is hosting. Oh yeah, Ryland, yeah, hosting a new series of Ready Steady Cook. And I was thinking, is there some new law that's been passed that says the only person allowed to present a TV show is Ryland? Oh yeah, that has been. <laughs> yeah, I missed that one have completely. You, have you not? Seeing that, yeah, it was. A, I think it was enshrined in law about six months ago. Yeah, of course, it was. Yeah, I mean, pr- certain programs. Uh, mm. he's, he's not been doing Newsnight, has he? I mean, no. he does. He's been doing. Su- I saw him on Supermarket Sweep by well, accident the other quite day. Suit him, I would it was rather good. Yeah, yeah. 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 There's certain good, things yeah. That I think uh, kind of suit his. Talents. He is on a lot though. Well, know. he is. He is. Yeah. There you go. So are you. And well, that's true. Anyway, it? we'll leave it there. And oh, I had the T20 birthday spread. Oh, should we do that? Then it's Pepe here. Okay. Uh, yeah, you, can you is. find it? Yes, now? I found it. Here it is. Good. All right. Fair enough. Here it is. I can't do it Pele. Oh, Pele. Be up. Be up in a minute. Give Becky a chance. You've just pulled that one out of nowhere. <laughs> Expect it to find Pele at a moment's notice. He's a busy man. <laughs> it's very true. Right. Okay. Well, it's so very happy I, birthday. I have to guess the age of this person. You're yeah. going to give me so many years <laughs> it can't either be way. Anybody that doesn't know this is <laughs> what? How many years? How many years have I got to work with? You've got. I think you'll know this. So I'm going to give you a very measly five years. So I've got to be within five on this person's yeah. age. Have a go at home, everybody. It's a very very happy birthday to Lord Dubs, uh, Alf Dubs, the Labour MP from '79 to '87. Yeah, 79 or 80. Have you heard his new album? No. It's the dubs mix, I've I'm got sure, it. I'm sure it's really good, Jay. Yeah, it's good. Um, uh, 84. He is 88, so oh, you're within one. Within one, there we are. It's That's also our old friend uh, Paul Hardcastle's birthday today. How old do you think he is? Uh, no, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do <laughs> it, because he's definitely older than that, isn't he, now? <laughs> he's definitely say. older. What are you going to say? 19. Do people, do people say, they must, he must get, they must say, oh, 19 again, Paul. <laughs> I'd a pound for everybody I bet they, I bet they do. I'd have well, happy birthday, Paul, if you're listening. Yeah, good you afternoon, often do. And a very happy birthday. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. From TalkSport. Now, Andy, in, in your many years of going to football... Many years. Have you witnessed a goalkeeper score a goal? 
Have you? Not live. I've obviously really? seen it on telly. I remember, of course, going way back, Pat Jennings. Yeah, against uh, Alex yeah. Stepney, um, Charity Shield. Paul Robinson did it, didn't he? That was the game I was at. Yeah. I saw uh, Paul Robinson score against Watford. It doesn't um, happen very often, though. It doesn't, no. no. Yeah, which is why we, we mark it now. Um, uh, Breaking City keeper Lewis McMinn uh, scored a 90-yarder. Uh, at the weekend uh, and, and he, not wind assisted the producer was telling no me. that's true uh, he joins us now good afternoon Lewis good afternoon guys How yeah. You oh, yeah good thank you I mean was that your first goal maybe we'll never know <laughs> well that was that was a bit of a Vicente Lizarazu wasn't it hello hello yeah. we're trying again are you, are you there Lewis yeah, can you hear oh, it? Oh, we can oh, now. Yeah, yeah, we lost you. I'm just saying, was that was that uh, was that your first goal? Yeah, that was my first ever goal. First senior goal. <laughs> it's uh, so t- talk us through it. I mean, it's on social media, and people can go and check yeah, it out. You, you don't often a goalkeeper doesn't often get a chance to talk through a goal. Yeah, so. that's right. Yeah, it's normally the strikers who do that. So uh, yeah, talk us through it, Lewis. <clears throat> no, well, the boy, well, to be fair, I actually had a bike tech just before that, and right. uh, I've actually absolutely blazed out of the park. So, uh, no, this ball just came back to us and I've just thought, hey, I'm just going to try and get a clean strike and try and find the striker up the field. And it's, well, I've kicked it in there. Oh, to be fair, i just seen it going straight towards the goal and I thought, oh, brilliant, that's just went straight in his hands and they're going to counter-attack on us. <laughs> uh, but then it suddenly just turned a big bounce. Yeah. And, and I ended up rolling in the net and then, to be fair, I've just stood for five, ten seconds in disbelief. Got a lovely bounce. It, it, yeah. it did get it kicked, it, didn't it? It hit the ground and then kicked yeah. over him. He was a bit oh, yeah, unlucky, yeah. the keeper. It really. was very similar to the one that I saw uh, Robbo score against Watford in that in that the, the, the goalkeeper thinks the defender's going to deal with it. The defender's leaving it for the keeper. And it goes. It sort of bounces in that no-man's land and there's, there's nothing either of them can do about it. Oh, uh, yeah. To be fair, the surface was... The uh, surface on Saturday was absolutely soaking, so as you can see in the video, it, it does skim. Uh, mm. And obviously, fortunately enough for us, it goes over, over the goalie's head and in the net. Yeah. I love the way the lads come and mob you and basically <laughs> dive on top of you. It's fantastic. I know, well, I was actually a bit gutted because the cameraman misses my celebration. I gave it the old Alan Shearer. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, oh, true. what a shame. Yeah, they just cut back to you, the lads piling on you. So, what did the uh, what did the Sterling Albion keeper say to you after the game? Oh, I've, I've not spoken to him. Oh, really? really? You didn't have a chat no, with I've him? Not, I've not spoken to him, no, I think. To be fair, if that was me, I'd just wait to get inside as well. So, have you have you ever conceded one like that? I've never conceded one like that, no. Uh, and hopefully, I won't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah good. It was a big goal for you, wasn't it? Because you, you, you're struggling a bit as a team at the moment, bottom of League Two up in Scotland, and need, needed a needed a win. No, no, definitely. It was a it was a massive result for us. Because mm. uh, to be fair, previous weeks we've been playing well, just not been getting the results that we needed, and obviously being at the bottom of the table, it's not exactly the best atmosphere coming in every week and coming on the back of a defeat. So, uh, no, the weekend result was massive for us and hopefully we can kick on now from that. Yeah. Now, the, the Sterling Albion uh, keepers do not tend generally to get much notoriety uh, down this way. But there was, I was reminded of uh, a moment of a predecessor of yours who had a little bit of a moment of fame on Soccer Saturday with uh, Jeff Sterling and the boys. We could take mm. you back... 
There's right. a great story coming out of Scotland at the moment. Though Graham Smith, the Brecon City goalkeeper, may not feel it so funny because he turned up for today's game against Stenhousemuir at Stenhousemuir's Ockleview ground, only to realise he was 83 miles away from where he should be because it's a home game <laughs> and he was meant to be at Brecon. <laughs> it is funny, poor did old you, <clears throat> Did you know Graham or do you know Graham Lewis? Yeah, I know Graham. I'm good friends with Graham. Uh, I spent the last two last two years of uh, and to be fair, that was one of the first things I spoke to him about. <laughs> <laughs> does he does he take it well when he's reminded of it? He does take it well now. He's like, oh, he does say I'm always the goal that's reminded by the person who went to the wrong stadium. <laughs> so uh, it's a pretty good chance come the end of season awards. His number's going to better. You could get goal of the season. Oh, definitely. That's what a few people have said to me. I was like, I'd like to think so. <laughs> I'd like FIFA goal of the year. That would be fantastic. Oh, that would yeah, that would be good. It tends not to be a goalkeeper's goal, but that would make a change, wouldn't yeah. it? The old, you'll be sitting there next Little to Messi. Messi, Ronaldo, yeah, and, and you, uh, yeah. Lewis so, McMinn. What what has been your story then, Lewis? How, how long have you been at Brecon? This is my first season at Brecon. Right. Uh, this is my first season. Uh, before then, I was at Stennis Muir, as I said. Yeah. And then I was at Falkirk and Rangers prior to that. Oh wow! Okay. Uh, so that was, my, that was my first few teams. Who's your? Who do you support? Have you, you got a team you follow? Uh, I'm actually a Celtic supporter. Oh, but you played oh, you, at Rangers, but you kept. You back must quiet. have been impressed with Fraser Forster on Sunday. He played brilliantly, didn't he? Oh, unbelievable! Great. Oh, he was first class. Yeah, no, it was. Uh, I mean, they really. It was it, that was a proper smashing grab because uh, Rangers were very good, weren't they, on the day? Well, well, they had their chances, but if you don't take your chances, you and don't win the true. game. So. As Ali McCoy said to Alan this morning, only about five of them were offside on that goal. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Yeah, would you like a bit of VAR down in uh, League in Two in Scotland? Uh, yeah, well, why not? It's liven up the games, I bet. <laughs> <laughs> well, well done. Congratulations on the goal. Uh, good to talk to you. Thanks very much yeah, for joining brilliant. us. Uh, not a problem. Thank you. There we are, Lewis McMinn there, the Brecon City keeper. Go and check out his goal. As I said, yeah, we did get, it was a bit of a skimming stone, wasn't yeah. it? If you were the Sterling Albion keeper, you'd come up and you'd say well done, begrudgingly, wouldn't you say well done? I don't know, you might. Maybe you wouldn't. You no. wouldn't. I know I, you wouldn't, well, anyway. Wouldn't, no. No. <laughs> you'd be shouting, I hope you go down. <laughs> of course. Yeah. <laughs> so, Andy, in the meantime, do you, do you have anything else for us from your extended <clears throat> list of well, comedy uh, bits? <laughs> Give me a good build up there. Uh, do you want to see a picture of cows wearing Christmas jumpers? Well, it's not great radio, but I'll have a look. <laughs> there you go. Look. Yeah. Let's have a look. In the paper today in the Daily Star. Yeah, I can confirm that is a cow wearing a Christmas jumper. Yeah, it's jumper. apparently... Oh, no, it was in the Times. Okay. It says, uh, cows on Jersey are getting into the Christmas spirit by wearing Christmas jumpers. Which is yeah. a bit odd, really. Are they been knitted especially for them? I mean, <laughs> I if you're so. an incredibly <laughs> misshapen person that fits a cow, you'd have a problem. <laughs> Put the udder. Yeah, that's a very good question. You like a sporting measurement, don't you, Andy? I do. Do you want a sporting <clears> measurement <throat> yeah. story? Um, mm. This is good. We This comes from uh, courtesy of Warburton's, who've, who've done a bit of a poll. Mm. Uh, we throw away enough gravy on Christmas Day to fill what? A swimming pool. What Olympic swimming Olympic pool. swimming pool, of course. It can't <laughs> just be a swimming pool. It has to be an Olympic but swimming actually, pool. Actually, that's... What? The whole country throws away that uh, that amount of gravy. I mean, blame it. I don't I'm quite a deep end on myself. I always throw away a lot of gravy. Really? I thought you did... Not enough well, for an, you... not personally enough for an Olympic swimming pool. <laughs> no, but you, you tend to make more than you need for some reason. Yeah, I don't know what yeah, that, that's right. What so, that's about. Gluttony. So <coughs> no, uh, not really. Just in not calculating it properly. So there we are. Beautiful sporting measurement. Thank you. Uh, do you want some more? 
Oh, go on, then, quick one. Yeah, yeah quick one. Uh, and this ad popped up on my Instagram, and uh, it, this was the proud claim. Shirts designed to be worn untucked. <laughs> yeah, in other words, a shirt, that's any shirt. Yeah, that's not been tucked in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I didn't think that was a great selling point for the no. shirt. Fishing news, Andy. Can I bring you fishing yes. news? Um, do you know we've talked about this before? Angling Direct, um, the sort of business. Uh, the, the sales They're doing very of, well. They are. Mm. Uh, they recorded record sales during Black Friday weekend. Fishing uh, tackle mm. and equipment retailer saw total sales uh, during that period uh, rise to 1.86 million, 1.3%, profits jumping, which would suggest, as Nigel, by the way, always says on Fisherman's Blues on TalkSport 2, more people are fishing. And the, the obvious... No, that's not what he says. He always says, we've got to get more people fishing. Well, I mean, clearly more it's you working. Want? It's working. <laughs> but the thing is, um, it, it must be about uh, Bob Mortimer and Paul Whitehouse, this, this, this spike... In people suddenly oh, wanting to yes, go back may, to may. fishing. Yes, that's a good point. It's a simple pleasure. They look at mm. that. They look at the camaraderie oh, a, and the fun that can program. be had. And a lot of people that may haven't fished for years think, you know what, I should go back to that. It was yeah. a lot of fun. They make so, it look so appealing. Yeah. The only thing is, you realise that, that Paul is very skillful. And he really knows what he's doing. So he has to help Bob quite a yeah. lot. It's, it's obviously much more difficult fishing than you'd imagine. It is. But anyway, look, uh, people are coming back to it, which has got to be good news. Mm. Fisherman's Blues then, 6am uh, every Sunday on TalkSport 2, now two hours long. Yes, I know. I know you do. It's uh, Hawksby and Jacobs here on TalkSport. We all do. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. So there we are. That was this afternoon's show. Um, thank you very much for listening as always we return tomorrow Villa legend Gordon Cowns is in the studio chatting about a new book about the Villa um, and so we'll catch up with you then you've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4pm on TalkSport even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Britain feels broken, but how do we fix it? Westminster just doesn't seem to have the answers, but we have found some people who do. Join me, journalist Becca Hudson, and me, the former MP Ed Vasey, for How I'd Fix. From the price of a pint to the housing crisis, this is the show where we take an alternative look at the problems plaguing the nation. And hear practical solutions from those in the know. Catch new episodes of How I'd Fix wherever you get your podcasts. Rebuilding Britain starts here.